Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, the globe, wherever you may be, this is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. That's right, the podcast team, as in I do it not alone. This week with me, I brought the person who has seen every single Marvel After Credits movie additional footage, Mr. Brandon Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Popcorn in my hand. I just finished my last Marvel movie. This is Brandon Fam. Please welcome our special guest this week. Damien Evans. What's up, Damien? How you guys doing? Great, man. How are you? Good. Like I said, before I just got home from work, just uh, ready to jump into this thing and see where it takes us. And, and uh, thanks for joining us from the bathtub, by the way. You didn't have to leave video on. You could have just did audio. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Freeballing it. Uh... <laughs> well, Damien, thank you for joining us. Uh, before we go into this week's topic, do you mind going over your resume a bit? Introduce yourself. Sure. Um, well, as you guys know, I, I met you guys, you know, back in school, but... Um, Kind of started, kind of started my gaming journey, I guess you could say, um, back in 1996, and that was with um, Sony San Diego, and at the time it was Sony Interactive. Um, not fully being even aware of how like somebody even got in the video games industry, um, I just so happened to have a friend, my best friend, whose brother was a producer at um, Sony Foster City, and they needed some testers to test some, um, sports games down in sunny San Diego. So, um, I had kind of just gotten out of, um, high school, just graduated and, um, you know, was going to school for photography. And that was kind of my, my original path was, you know, I was going to just become a photographer and, um, you know, I didn't really know anything else beyond that. And so, uh, whenever my buddy told me, Hey, you want to go play video games for a living? And you know, at least for a little while. And I was like, all right, you know, might as well go and try it and see kind of, you know, what it's all about. And he's like, yeah, you know, we just play this all day and we write up reports and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I was like, all right, sounds good. You know, didn't have a resume, you know, I was just barely, uh, maybe 19 and, um, went and interviewed with two of the producers down there, uh, made up a resume, um, went down there, interviewed things went well got the job and then um that's kind of what started it all I was you know living in orange county in huntington beach driving down uh to san diego every day and oh. um oh. yeah <laughs> it's kind of you know kind of full circle to where i'm at now but um yeah so it, it, it it's also full circle in, in a couple different ways not only in the commute but actually in the company, um, and, and we'll get into that later on down the road about where I'm at now and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so I kind of started at Sony interactive, started on the early days of ESPN extreme games. Um, just testing that, um, game day, 96 face off the MB, all the NBA series, all the college football games, um, kind of worked throughout there doing just some testing and, uh, kind of working my way around there. Um, and so, yeah, so I was making that commute for about two years, um, kind of living back and forth, not realizing that there were actually also other companies in Orange County video game wise, because like I said, you know, this is 96 and, you know, things at that time were, were still fairly new, you know, I, I didn't know anything about it, you know, so I didn't even know that people could make living you know, a living at it. I thought you had to be some sort of programmer or or, you know, an, an artist of some sort, but even then art was still, you know, kind of different at the time. But, um, so, um, 
So anyway, so, you know, considering that I started out as a tester and, you know, what I'm at now is a senior video game artist. Um, I just kind of worked my way, found Interplay, which was in Irvine yeah. and um, interviewed there and got into QA once again there and worked there for, I don't know, I'd say about five years until the company pretty much um, went under. And I think that was 2003, somewhere around there. And um, kind of trying to figure out after that whole thing um, happened, you know, what do I want to do? You know, how do, do I want to continue staying in video games? Because by that time, um, you know, I was, I was doing QA. I had done a little bit of uh, production work and, and kind of, you know, done stuff like that. And um, with, with a little bit of a, of a desire at the time um, to get into art. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 at that time, you know, whenever I was I was a lead on um, Planescape Torment, a QA lead, and um, talking with the art director at the time, who I was friends with, Tim Donnelly, um, he had given me some some uh, access to 3D Max at the time, or or just Max, and um, you know, kind of dabbled with that for a little bit, and then kind of was like, wow, this is really interesting to do 3D art, you know, like at the time though. I, I barely could make a, a box in a sphere, you know, I the, the program was, had so many options and whatnot. I just, I really didn't know like what I was doing. You know, I was trying to figure it out after, you know, my, my, my work day or whatnot, cause I had to do it, um, on, on, on site, you know, on other artists' computers and whatnot. And, um, so after that, you know, that was kind of like my, my little, entry into the art world for 3d and um so after interplay went under i was kind of like okay well what do i want to do do i want to try to pursue something else in the gaming industry or get back and find another qa job you know and and so i was just kind of i don't know i was i was at, i was at one of those crossroads in my life where i was kind of like like i said i'd been working in this this gaming industry thing for the past seven years or so now so um I just didn't know if I wanted to continue. I was, I was kind of like the average, I think is what three to five years for game burnout, almost in pretty much any discipline. So I was trying to figure out how I wanted to pursue it. And so I was options, you know, I think at one point I was like, do I want to do like hair? Do I want to, um, get Wait, into what like, do you mean, what do you mean you want to do hair? <laughs> Where did that come I from? <laughs> I don't know. Were you dabbling no in idea. barber tree <laughs> right outside? Yeah, but like, yeah. Like, like become a, become a hairstylist. It's because I was thinking of like, what would be quick to kind of go to school? Cause I also thought about becoming like a massage therapist, you know? And I was thinking like, what could I go to be you know, like really quick, you know, and at least kind of have like, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about getting back into photography, but at that point, I don't know, it kind of already, that ship had sailed for a little bit. I was still doing it as a hobby, but, you know, six, seven years later after I graduated high school, I was kind of like, eh, yeah, there's really not much money to be made in that, you know, I was just kind of like, eh. So I was just, I was trying to think of all kinds of things. And, um, and you know, I was, I was for the longest time getting tattoos. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll go to art school or something and, and try to pursue this, you know, try to like, go get a foundation in art, you know, and, and yeah. I'd always enjoyed art and kind of do that. And, um, so I went and that's whenever I found art Institute and I was kind of like, ah, well, let's see what this is about, you know, not really thinking that I would even pursue it, you know, like here I am, what, 20 some odd years old, um, deciding to go back to school after I had 
been at least thinking yeah. that I was fairly successful in, in QA, you know, and I'd, I'd worked my, my way up to being a lead position and I wasn't making great money, but at the time I was, I was making pretty decent money doing that. And, um, like I said, but I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like um, if, if you don't mind, if I jump in, I remember meeting you and I was like, wait, what? You've already had a career in the games industry and you went back to school. I was like, why didn't you just stay? But yeah. I didn't and that know was the thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people were wondering. And so, um, like I said, I just, I didn't know I was at that, that point in my life where like the, this, this QA career, this first initial jaunt into the games industry just kind of fell into my lap. It just happened. Yeah. You know, I, I was fortunate and it took me away from, um, my, what I was going to think I was going to do, which was pursuing photography, but I had to drop out of school because one of the jobs when I was working, um, up at Bioware, when we were doing, um, MDK2, we were working on site up there um, for QA. And so I was up there in the dead of winter for, it was about, I think it was, um, well, that was the second jaunt. The first jaunt was for Baldur's Gate. So Mm -hmm. we went up there for three months for QA working on site um, in, in, like I said, the heart of winter for for that time. So I I had to, you know, drop out of school because um, I thought it was going to be a great opportunity. And, And it was. So I, I ended up, you know, leaving school because this whole QA thing was starting to pan out, you know, it was, mm-hmm. you know, looking good. So, um, so like I said, after that, you know, I was back in school now and, um, I was kind of trying to decide, did I want to do animation or did I want to do this thing called game art, you know? And the funny thing is, is <laughs> I look back at it now and I just kind of shake my head because, um, when I first started and I got back and into school, you know, I, you know, I, I thought it was going to be this big process not to realize that um, it wasn't that hard, you know, as long as you got approved for loans and you had some money or whatever, however it worked, <laughs> you can get in and go to school. And you, so, you should be uh, an AI recruiter, man. You sound perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and that was the thing. So, you know, I was worried that like, oh, I didn't have a portfolio to show them, you know, I just had this, you know, I want to do tattoos, you know, so I want to get a, a foundation and I come from video games, but I didn't know if I wanted to do animation or video game art. So I decided because at the time I was dating somebody who lived in Vegas and what was in Vegas, another art Institute, Mm. but they didn't have a gaming program there yet. Mm. They had an animation program. So I decided, all right, well I'll get into animation and Mm. see where that goes. Because if I ever have to transfer and because it was in Vegas and that's where she lived, that, I could transfer and, and go right into there because I couldn't do that if I started out in the game program. So, um, I did animation for the, you know, the first, my first semester or something like that. And in doing so realized like after talking with people and, and, and doing what I was doing, like what the hell am I doing? Why yeah. am I trying to pursue something that I don't have as much knowledge in or connections like I do with the whole video game thing? And so that that's kind of where I then I went back to school. And this was, like I said, 2003. And, you know, quickly after my first semester or whatever, first quarter, switched back over into the gaming um, aspect of, of that track of, of stuff. And luckily, a lot of my I think the majority of my classes for that first quarter just transferred right over and um, and then just kind of continued and pursued that route. And, you know, went to start going to school full time completely like shocked and unaware of like what was going to end up happening and how it was even going to play itself out. You know, I wasn't even sure if I would be able to finish, you know, because, um, 
I was one of the only people besides my mom who even went into college, you know, or at least mm-hmm. pursued it in, in whatnot. And, um, so I was just thinking like, is something going to come up and then, you know, I'm going to have to drop out or whatnot, but, you know, fortunate it, it just, it worked and, you know, it sounded appealing. Cause at the time it was what, so we'll get you through in three years. And, um, unfortunately it didn't happen for me in that because there was a point where I had to take a full-time job and start working. Mm-hmm. And, and in doing that, it, you know, that pushed my, my schedule out to four years. And, um, but I was working full time and I was in a capacity of, of working back in the games industry again, that my buddy, um, you know, chip had found, uh, he was working at a smaller game company called planet wide games. And they were looking to, uh, port over a Korean MMO. And so they needed, um, game masters and stuff because it was an online game. So, um, he asked me if I would be interested and one of my other buddies was going to take the job, but turned it down. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll try this and, you know, something different. It's, it's different than QA that I was doing and what happens here. So, um, I ended up taking the position and I was kind of one of the, um, we, I think we had a, a, a I don't know about five or six game masters on that on that game and it was a game company that um the person who was starting it up had no idea really what they were doing in the game oh, sector those, at all. Huh? It, it was just it was a guy whose son i guess had played the game because it was a korean mmo and decided to buy the rights and bring it out here in the u.s jesus and christ it, yeah it was it was completely just- random um just based off of the son playing the game at home, like he comes home one day and he's like, yeah. oh, that looks neat. Pretty much from 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 what I was told, that was kind of what – and he wanted – the guy who owned the company wanted to get into the gaming sector at the time. You know, he had money. He he had done investing and, and you know, he had this and that. And his son, I guess, kind of turned him on to this this game and, and he found it and, and – like I said, hired a bunch of people, um, some industry vets, some brand new people that had no clue. And, um, you know, we kind of, he kind of bought this company from somebody else too at the time mm-hmm. and, um, kind of decided, you know, all right, well, let's turn it into this. And then, um, we were, we were just working away doing that and working with a publisher and a developer over in Korea, mm. which at the time was, and then we were kind of like a developer, American publisher of it. So it was this kind of roundabout weird thing that um, was going on with bringing this this title over to the U.S. And um, lo and behold, unfortunately, the game just really wasn't that successful. Um, we tried to make it super successful, but there was a lot of um, kind of like ins and out red tape pitfalls because of having to work with a Korean developer that they didn't fully own it, but this other publisher did. So they had to go through them to get work done and we had to go through. And so yeah. it was really tough. It was, yeah. a, it was a really tough situation to deal with. And, and I was there for a few years and we all loved it. That was, that was actually one of um, my more favorite um, work situations in, in the gaming industry. And, um, so with that, we, we kind of transitioned into, we were also before that, um, we were also looking at trying to find another IP. And so we had some, some people that at the time there was a game very much like Halo that they were pitching to us. And, 
you know, but they wanted an exorbitant amount of money up front just to get the rights to it. And, you know, the, the guy who owned the company was like, no, that's a little too much. So we didn't really fully go continue down the path of um, the game avenue or, or, or that type of, of aspect of it. We, at the time, were creating another software program called Comic Book Creator at the time where we were kind of positioning it to be a um, – kind of for guilds and and whatnot for people who were playing everquest and our game and wow and stuff like that to kind of mm. be able to create their like um experiences through a comic book type of of setup where they can drag and drop pictures and all this other stuff and it was a really cool idea and so we got behind it and started pushing forward with it and um i somehow fell into um becoming the art director for it at one point um because like i said i started out as a gm and transitioned into hosting like online events that we were doing and stuff and then um started doing some some um graphic design for it kind of i guess you could say and also updating some textures like i said i was still in school so the whole game art thing was still brand new to me you know it was still new and i was still in school and um so I started doing that. But then, like I said, when this program took off after about a year or so of being there, um, I just I fell into this role of, of first just being an artist for it to becoming a um, an art director for it. And so I was overseeing the branding. We had different um, versions of it. We signed deals with like Paramount and Tokyo Pop and Sony. So we were doing versions of EverQuest. So we branded them all to reflect you know, their IPs and stuff like that and, and their artwork. And so I started doing that and then that kind of went under, not so much under, but um, the company decided it would be a better idea to get somebody that um, was kind of a, an LA type of based person that knew the, the new emerging like um, kind of website field, you know, where the websites had a lot more interaction and this and that. So that wasn't my background, you know, mm -hmm. at all. So um, they brought this guy in and kind of pushed me out. And so that ended, um, my, my whole little jaunt there. So, um, I went from that from planet wide. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> this was then kind of towards, I was getting ready to graduate. So, um, you know, that lasted me kind of a, a long, long term through, through college. And, um, after graduation graduated, um, and then after that, I got my first, real artist job in games at um i think it was uh oh, what was it um oh, what studio was it i can't even remember now i want to say where was it what city it was in san diego it was in carlsbad i want to say high moon? not no not high moon not concrete but uh oh incinerator okay that's what it was. So um, I got a I got a, a contract there to, to do art and so we we're working on a spongebob title um, and so we were just doing art for that and, you know, I was building out some of the levels and, you know, kind of that, this was my first experience, you know, I, I you know, graduated high uh, college and was just like, okay, you know, this is my first now like real art job, you know, like, mm -hmm. so, so that's crazy. what it took for you to find your niche was a SpongeBob game. Yes. And in <laughs> all actuality, you know, I look back on it and, um, once again, it would, you know, I met some cool people there, you know, my league was, was 
there were some really talented people there, you know, in because a lot of the people had come over from concrete and concrete was right next door. Literally, you could walk down a hallway and you'd walk and there was concrete. But when I was there, concrete had gone under because they were trying to do um, a Grand Theft Auto style sandbox open world game that at the time ended up changing directions. I don't know three or four times art styles, you know, it just kept changing. So that company went under and they, the incinerator company that I was at brought over a lot of those artists, you know, and it was kind of like a, they were in a holding pattern. Obviously they kind of wanted to go do, you know, bigger things and whatnot, but there were still a lot of talented guys there. So I was there for, I don't know, I think my contract was six months. And, um, after we finished up SpongeBob globs of doom, um, (laughs) left there and I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I got that right out of college. What am I going to do now? You know? So I started looking around and, you know, at the time, you know, there was the internet was for gaming was kind of there, but it was still kind of early on, but you know, like 2000, you know, like eight around there. So it was, it was still there, but it was, you know, trying to find stuff like there was the game dev map and, you know, that kind of thing, like looking for jobs through there and, you know, trying to find, you know, connections and whatnot. So I ended up, um, finding out that there was a company in Newport beach that, uh, that I had worked with a bunch of the guys previously at interplay. And so I remember when I was in school, I went over there and I dropped off kind of some sample stuff that I had. And, you know, I, I knew the art director over there at the time and um, knew a couple of the artists, but I was still in school. And so I just kind of was like, you know, I'd be interested in working here and, and whatnot. And so um, my buddy at the time who was the art director was like, all right, well, you know, um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But take that back a little bit. And a really interesting thing that happened to had to even really have me realize that this company in exile existed first and foremost was um my ex-wife at the time was a dancer slash okay. interpretive dancer slash stripper and um, yeah <laughs> that's so, the longest and, explanation and she, <laughs> dude, just go ahead and say it man <laughs> i was like well, well you, you, you what say, is that oh what oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's my reaction you say dancer and it could go many ways Okay. So, uh, sweet. So yeah. So she was, she was was a local stripper. Yeah. Let's get that. Let's go back to that subject later. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. So yeah. So, so, um, she was, she was dancing and here locally and, um, lo and behold, a group of guys from an exile ended up going in there. (laughs) This is before I was working there, but a group of them were, were in there on a lunch or something like that. And, you know, she was asking, what do you guys do? And they were like, oh, we do this and that. And she's like, oh, is that like video game art? And they're like, yeah, it's exactly what we do. We we work at this company. And so she was like, oh, interesting. You know, my husband is currently in school to do this and blah, blah. They're like, oh, interesting, you know, blah, 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 blah. So she comes home and tells me, hey, I, they, you know, they said to contact them. So then I realized, oh, it's this company. Oh, okay. And then so that's whenever um, I went and dropped my stuff off. So that kind of opened it up to how I found out about it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, so it was interesting. Um, so after that, you know, like I said, I was still in school, but after I dropped my stuff off, um, I, I, you know, I didn't, I, you know, there was, there was really nothing there for me, you know, uh, because I just was too, too new to it. You know, I just didn't have, you know, what it took to get in there. 
So fast forward, I think about a year and a half or so, something like that. Um, after I leave incinerator, I find this company, contact them again, talk to my buddy, show them now my portfolio and what I have and what I've been doing and stuff like that. So now they were interested. So I was like, wow, okay, this is really cool. So I went in for the interview, got the, you know, got the, ended up getting the job. Um, fortunately, um, almost that day as I was leaving from the interview, um, he called me and was like, Hey, we're interested, blah, 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 blah. So I got that job and I was there and that was like my real, real first, like almost from, um, kind of like a pre-production until, you know, final everything we just shipped went gold, blah, 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 blah experience. Um, so, so the first day of work was really interesting. Um, not, not everybody knew at first, um, that my ex-wife was the one because the reason why they were in there in the club was they were looking to find somebody to do motion capture for one of the games they were doing heist because there was a, a level in a scene where you go into a strip club. So they ended up actually getting her to do the motion capture for dancing and whatnot and stuff. Oh, and nice. That's kind of how she started, you know, getting in and talking to them and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, so I ended up seeing like, you know, the animations and stuff that they were doing because they were still kind of working on that whenever I got in there. And um, yeah, so it was it was really interesting to to see the animators that I met. Oh, so you guys were the ones that were Yeah, yeah. Did they ever like doing the motion capture for my for my wife? When you, you guys know? said, you know, like the company picnics or whatever, they're like, Hey, bring your wife. You know, did you hear that too many times? <laughs> yeah, so there so there was a little ongoing joke about it. I got I got a little bit of a razzing here and there, but nothing much. I think it was one of those things where they were probably just as much of like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. that was your wife, you know? Oops, yeah. you know. So, uh, so yeah, so it wasn't. I mean, you know, I, I didn't care. Obviously, you know, it's no big deal. Um, I thought it was more funny than anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I was there for over three years. You know, we we worked on a game, hunted, um, the Demon's Forge, shipped that game, um, and unfortunately. Um, at that time, uh, the game we were, we was for Bethesda and, um, right after that, we, we were trying to find another game, but we couldn't like at the time there was all kinds of stuff going on here and there. So we ended up like having smaller games that we were working on, but at the time, unfortunately, you know, we had too many people working there and not enough project. Yeah. And as I think as, as we all kind of know how that goes, um, that was kind of my first experience into, um, being an artist with, with layoffs and, and, and whatnot, you know, not necessarily because of, you know, not doing your job or whatnot, but just, we don't have money coming in, you know, we can't keep 60 people or whatever, or 50 people, you know, we, we, we kind of got to, you know, do this other thing. So unfortunately a, a large group of us were let go mm -hmm. and, um, which led obviously people trying to figure out what they were going to, you know, scrambling what they were going to do after that. So, um, shortly thereafter, or, or I think it was maybe a few weeks or a month or so, um, a buddy and I, um, because we had connections to blizzard because a lot of the, the, there was one of the art directors that used to work at an exile that went over to blizzard and, um, the owner, you know, Brian Fargo was obviously friends, you know, so they had connections. So we were able to kind of, um, you know, get art tests and whatnot and, and talk to them um straightforward with like okay this these guys you know 
they're great artists. They're great this and that. We just unfortunately can't afford to keep people. And so, you know, here you go. So we were doing, um, me and my buddy were doing an art test for, for over a blizzard. And I, you know, we're sending out resumes as, as we all do, you know, trying to, you know, shotgun and kind of see what sticks and, you know, have an idea of kind of where we want to go, but, you know, just hoping that, you know, where can we go, you know? And so, um, so obviously, you know, blizzard sounded good and we were taking our art test. And then I would say about, I don't know, the, the first few days or week of, of my blizzard art test, um, I had gotten a, a email from, um, Tryon because I had sent my resume to Tryon in San Diego. And so I'm thinking, you know, they were interested. They're like, okay, here, you know, you know, we want to schedule you for an interview and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, cool. And they're like, oh, but we're in the Bay Area. And I was like, oh, well, I thought you were in San Diego. They're like, no, that was our other one. I'm like, well, that's who I sent my resume to. And they're like, oh, well, we get all their resumes. And if it looks like somebody is a better fit. So I was like, all right. So I went up there and, um, you know, not fully understanding what I was kind of getting into. I kind of had an idea. I knew it was expensive up there or whatnot. But um, so I ended up going up there and interviewing and um, the the art manager guy that was head of everything, Gordon, kind of at the time, whenever I was interviewing, after I interviewed with everybody, said, okay, well, what's it going to take for you to stop, you know, taking your Blizzard art test? And I said, I get, you know, threw out a number and said this and that, not thinking that it would be met. Yeah. And he was like, okay, cool. You know, and, and took all the information. So I said, see you later. Thanks. You know, and, um, and right before I boarded, he called me and was like, Hey, we want to make you an offer. Wow. So I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh crap. Like, that's a I am. like, yeah. And, but I wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to move to the Bay area at the time. You know, I was just, you know, I'm Southern California, you know? And mm -hmm. so, um, and I was expecting at first that this was San Diego. And then I was kind of thrown for a loop on the phone interview. And they're like, oh, no, this is up in the Bay Area. So now I'm thinking like, oh, now I've got to make a decision. And because I threw out a number that I didn't think that they would necessarily meet financially. And they did. And so I kind of was like, oh, crap. So first thing, you know, I, I, I called my ex-wife at the time and told her and, you know, but I don't know what we're going to do, you know? And so I got on the plane and immediately um, when I sat down, I went like through the pros and cons of like this and that. So, <clears throat> you know, obviously any smart person I had, to, you know, I took it, you know, it was a, it was a great game, you know, all this. So I ended up packing up everything and they moved us up to the Bay area and um, spent a little over two years up there working on um, the expansion to, um, uh, to rift. And so, um, did that for a few years or a couple years. And then, um, when the game came out, the expansion, it unfortunately didn't succeed as well as they had anticipated, I guess. So once again, um, well, and also whenever I was up there, I, I got into teaching. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my first stint into, um, getting my teaching, uh, career going because, um, when I was working in exile, I had a, bu a buddy there, Travis Castillo, who was teaching and, um, he was teaching at AIOC. And <clears throat> so he was like, yeah, you know, this is this and that, you know, it's, it's, it's a good gig, this and that. So it sounded interesting. And, but at the time I just didn't have enough experience art wise to, you know, to try to pursue that. But I always thought like 
hey, that's that sounds like a pretty cool idea, you know. And I always I always heard the the adage that the people that that can't do teach, you know. So I'm thinking <laughs> like, well, I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know. Like I want to I want to pursue my my artistic career here. I don't want to just be a teacher, you know. And I want to make sure that I have the ability first because my buddy Travis had more than the ability and he was teaching. So I was like, well, this obviously doesn't apply to him, you know. This guy's like phenomenal in in, in what he does and he teaches. So I'm like. All right. So I kind of put that in my back pocket and thought like, you know, I want to pursue this later on down the road, you know, but I have to feel confident and comfortable in my abilities before I even start trying to like give my knowledge to, to people that I, that, you know, need it and want it. So, um, now it was, you know, it was a little, little bit later and stuff. And I had kind of gotten some, you know, some years under my belt and this and that for art wise. And, um, Fortunately, was able to find this teaching job um, kind of randomly as well. Um, got the job, so I was doing that too the entire time I was up in the Bay Area. But like I said, I got laid off, so um, was trying to decide: Do I want to stay up in the Bay Area and continue working? Because I got a couple potential um, job interviews and an art test. But I was, you know, talking to my ex-wife and like, do we want to stay up here? Because realized just how expensive it was to be up there. And um, I had made a significant jump financially from where I was here in Orange County um, to being up there because the thing that also happened was, um, so in exile at the time was my second art job. Um, and this being at Tryon would have been my third job um, art-wise, but they gave me on that third job, they not only did my salary like almost triple um, I got a title now of, of already being a senior artist. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, so I had to pursue that. So, um, and in doing so, like realizing that the, the financial ramifications up in the Bay Area, there was, you know, to try to buy a house or try to get a condo or anything like that. It was just kind of, wasn't really feasible. So they told us to try on those of those that we relocated you will we'll relocate you back down. So well, that's really nice that, of them. came back down, but I also, but I also had a potential opportunity with a new startup, um, working in virtual reality. And at the time it sounded great. And it was a little interesting because I was approached by a headhunter about doing a project. It was a little bit different. And what this project was, was working on a VR experience of an adult nature. Oh. And Oh man, <laughs> right back into that in world. Adult nature, yeah, in an adult nature, it was a it was a porn game. So all right, let's talk was... about this. So I've had this theory <laughs> of VR porn for a long time. So I don't know what because you don't see that listing as much, or you get recruited. Yeah, even though it's like obviously a huge entertainment industry, industry right? That VR is perfect yes. for. Uh, my friend, you know, goes on this site and there's a VR <laughs> thing there, but I, I, I don't know how it works. I don't know who's developing it. So yeah, this is definitely something I want to hear more about. So I'm sure they pay well. <laughs> so, so that, so that was the thing. It was one, it was a startup. Mm -hmm. So, um, it sounded extremely appealing because, there was only going to be an initial group of us. We had like an animator, a character artist, me being kind of like the lead environment guy, um, a creative director, a programmer, 
and I think like one other person. And the headhunter told me because he he kind of slowly eased me into the the, the, the position. Idea of it, yeah. And so what's that pitch? <laughs> it's uh, there's a lot of perks here. There's a lot of perks. <laughs> so yeah, he was kind of like it's a little different than gaming, but they're building it out like a game, mm. and you'd still be doing the same thing. And, you know, so I just want you to hear me out on this. And I was kind of like, well, just say, you know, what is it? He's like, it's an adult entertainment game and it's an experience and, but it's going to be played like a video game. Mm, So I was like, okay, I was interested. What's crazy. If if I can jump in is like, it sounds like they use the same approach on the people to make the stuff as they use on the people to be in it. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a modeling gig. Uh, You know, it's not like a, (laughs) like a JC penny kind of thing, but it's paid. You're going to work with famous people. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, you know, risque kind of adults and they Mm. keep like sliding in, sliding in the details. Yes. And that, and that was, that was kind of how it was approached to me. And you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't care, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have a religious background or anything like that. That's going to keep me from doing anything like that, but it sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, you know, there's going to be this and that. So, um, and they were in Irvine. So I was like, okay, well, you know, that's one way or the other. I was going back to orange County, mm-hmm. you know, with or without a job opportunity. So now I have this opportunity and they were offering, you know, X amount of dollars and potential, uh, you know, being a, an essentially kind of like a, like a ground floor employee. And if it, if it succeeded, obviously, you know, all these opportunities would ensue. And so that to me at the time sounded really appealing. So I was like, all right, well, this sounds, you know, this sounds really cool. And they, they met my, my salary requirements because they knew, you know, where I was coming from, from a legit gaming background to kind of you know, it, it's kind of like the same thing that happens in the porn industry with movies and stuff where they still get people from the real movie industry, but they don't use their real names, you know, yeah. like the lighters and, and, and the boom operators and things like that. You know, they they, they kind of moonlight on porn. Oh, they man. just don't use their names. Oh, and so that's kind of <laughs> what was your so that's kind of how I was handling. <laughs> Did you have the cheat? <laughs> you have to use a name. <laughs> Damien Evans. Damn Evans. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So that. And I actually, that crossed my mind. Like, do I use my real name? You know, uh-huh. will this damage me in the gaming industry? Like, you know, because it, it, I had never seen, the, the closest that I'd seen at the time was like Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, and yeah. that was suggestive. This was going to be full on VR. Like, you're getting in there, you know, yeah. like <laughs> everything that you could imagine was going to happen. You know, I still was going to have to model like rooms in a bed and lamps and all that other stuff. So these are 3D models that you're interacting with? Okay. It's not like yes. a VR um, video kind of thing. Like real yeah, actors and fake it, backgrounds. It was fake everything. It was going to be a game. They were going to, they were, the, the whole intention was you were going to like experience this stuff and you were going to level up and do all these other things but it was just (laughs) adult related and in vr so because the market you know this was back like what um 2011 2012 yeah so this is when vr was really hitting again you know like the oculus and all that stuff um and so um i was pursuing that 
and then somehow, some way, um, another position kind of came down the pipe where um, I applied, had a phone interview, and got an art test for um, Carbine, mm-hmm. working for Wildstar. And once again, was another MMO. So I was like, crap, do I want to do another MMO? You know, I just kind of came off of one. And so I took the art test for Carbine, really not thinking that like, one, it wasn't my style. I wasn't a hand-painted guy. You know, I was a photorealistic um, modeler and, and texture person. I wasn't, it just, the Blizzard style and, and whatnot, that just wasn't, I thought it looked cool. It just wasn't my thing. And here it was, this game that was, that's all it was, Mm -hmm. was straight hand painted textures and and very stylized. And so I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, I'll take the art test. Here you go. Um, Threw it in, you know, did my best, you know, felt fairly uh, confident with it and, but not thinking really anything of it, you know, like, oh, well, if they, you know, if they come pursue me, then if, if this other thing works out or whatnot, then, you know, like at least I have a choice. So in doing so, they then brought me in on site for an interview and I met everybody and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like, everybody's really cool. The project is obviously cool. Uh, the studio was cool. Like, but then I have this other project now too. So I'm like, well, crap, what do I want to do? So then they offered me a letter and it met everything that I wanted. And I was just like, Ah, crap. And so my ex-wife at the time was like, you have to take that. They're established. It's a great looking game. It looks great. Um, the insurance is immediate, blah, 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 blah. blah. So I was like, ah, okay, crap. Well, I don't know this other one, the opportunity, you know, the technology, the, the future is all over here. And so we were, I was, you know, we got in a couple fights over it and I decided, and it, it took me about two weeks to decide what I wanted to do. So, um, it was a very tough decision. And by this point I had, you know, I'd moved back to orange County. Um, I'd live, was living with my mom, um, you know, two kids in hand an ex, you know, a wife at the time living with my mom and, um, not having a job yet. So I was, I knew I was going to get one. I was guaranteed pretty much what wasn't guaranteed, but I felt confident that I was going to have one. So went out and found a place to live, got the place, um, decided that I'm going to go with the VR thing. So went with the VR thing and, you know, politely told in, um, Carbine Studios, thanks, but I'm going to pursue this other thing. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. I, you know, this and that. So my friend who was in HR at the time, she's like, oh, I totally understand. Good luck with that. You know, I hope it works out and, you know, this and that. So I'm like, okay, cool. So like I said, it took me about two weeks to, to, to narrow it down and to make a decision. So when I made that decision, I think it was the next day, um, the headhunter recruiter that I was going through calls me up at 10 o'clock the next morning after I had had made my choice and said, is there any way that you can get that offer back from Carbine? Oh, and, and I just immediately, the, my heart sank. I just, I almost dropped to my knees because I was like, whoa, I felt the blood just leave my face, everything. I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the financier who was footing the bill for the stuff for the VR pulled out. <laughs> and I was just Perfect. like, here I was standing in, in my living room um, of a brand new place that I hadn't even fully 
unpacked yet. Yeah. Um, at the time, my ex-wife was at the gym with our two kids, and now here I am with no job. Mm. Oh, that sucks. And yeah, so I immediately was like, okay, all right, you know, hung up with him. Immediately called my friend back at Carbine and was like, hey, well, the phone rang and rang and rang, nothing. I left a voicemail. Can you please call me back? 45 minutes later, she calls me back because I tried to call a couple times. She calls me back 45 minutes later. Well, what's going on? I tell her what's going on, and she's just like, oh, my God. All right, well, I don't think they've hired anybody yet, but let me find out. I'll go talk to the art director, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, my wife's still gone at the time, and I'm just like, oh, my God, okay, so, oh, crap. What, you know? So she calls me back, the, recru- the, the HR person at Carbine, and says, all right, they're still interested. They haven't hired anybody yet, and they still want to bring you on. Everything still stands from your offer letter. Just sign it, email it back in, and your starting date is still the same, everything else. And oh, wow. Yeah, I just felt like I was in the matrix, and everything just slowed down, and I just dodged that bullet. It just went whoosh, like right past my head, and I was mm-hmm. just like, holy crap. Like That just happened, but it – it panned out and worked out. And so at the time, you know, ex-wife comes home, tell, tell, told her, I got some good news and some bad news. Uh, bad news is, is I no longer have the job at this company, but now I have a job at this company, you know? Wow. So went through, did that. Um, that right. was that was probably... Damn, the, dude. Just when you most... think you can depend on porn, the internet <laughs> chokes up and Let you're you down. refreshing <laughs> it, 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 it leaves you hanging yeah yep. it leaves you hanging every time. Anxiety. oh that sucks so, oh my god go so, that would have been and, an and, awesome and, bar story experience did they it, end up ever been, and, doing anything or did they just completely shut down they they didn't go that route of porn but later on i i was working on the side for kind of like some of the same people and we were kind of doing um we did a side project thing for vr which was a grand canyon experience mm. and the company was immersive and so um we did a little vr experience where you kind of paddled through the grand canyon in a canoe and our little kayak thing so um i built out the the environment for that lit it built a bunch of props did all that stuff got it all set up and they were trying to find funding because we wanted to to turn it into something and they're still around but um you know they were trying to pitch it to like bigger companies to do these like vr experiences and stuff like that so i was kind of doing that on the side um in between as well um so then i like i said i went back to carbine and then once again was there for a little while um the game shipped a bunch of us once again got you know everybody got laid off um, and was trying to figure out what I was going to do again, you know? And, and so I was kind of like, Oh God, you know, like, um, all these other little things were starting to come up and another project came up. My buddy said, um, his brother was lurking, looking to work on a, another VR game. Mm. And so I saw it and he was presenting it at E3 and to Sony and, um, cause he had worked for Sony previously and, um, it was a first person shooter in VR and, mm. um, it looked really cool. And the idea behind it, he had, he had had a working demo that was you that they were using unreal, um, three at the time with assets and everything else, but all, everything was, was working. And it was really cool because it was in VR and it had a gun and all this stuff. And it had the, the, the motion controllers from the move joysticks on it. And it was really cool. So I ended up, um, signing on to work on that for free 
because they were up in the Bay Area and um, it was using Unreal and they were like, we, you know, it's probably going to be about three months worth of work and there's no pay that we can pay you. But the, the hope is, is that we will Sign get in. a contract and then yeah. we'll bring you on to work remotely though. And so I was like, okay, you know, like, you know, I wasn't working at the time. So I was like, all right. So I started building out the environment and, um, doing all that and lighting it. And, you know, I had everything, I had access to everything working remotely and, um, it finished up, you know, like I said, I think it was about three and a half months worth of work that I had done on it. And, um, it was for at the time a game company impulse gear and the game has kind of changed a lot since I worked on it. Cause they ended up getting funded by Sony and it's it turned into kind of a, a bigger project now. And they got all the funding that they were looking for, I guess. And, um, so I ended up then going back to an exile, mm -hmm. um, after all that had kind of played out. And because I, one, I didn't want to move up to the Bay area again and, um, they wanted somebody on site. So that kind of, you know, for impulse gear kind of, you know, didn't work out through that. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, so I was fortunately able to find, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's all these, it's, it's, so it's they, a game they of like, back, they went back on that whole remotely working. After yeah. You did it. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it was, it was one of my best friend's brother. And so I kind of was like. You know, my best friend was was way more pissed off at his brother for it than I was. But, um, you know, I, I understood, you know, I understand, you know, it, it, we're, we're in this industry that we're never guaranteed anything. You know, there are no guarantees. Even sometimes when you sign the dotted line, there's still no guarantees. We could walk in on our first day of work and the company ceases to exist. You know, like you just you just don't know. So um, so after all that, I ended up going back to an exile and I was there for, you know, full circle i was a qa lead on planescape torment when i was at interplay and now they were doing the reboot of torment tides of numenera and now i was a senior artist on it and so that that's gonna feel good yeah it, it was it was very kind of surreal and because artists who had worked on it originally and exile had hired on as well to be the lead artist for it and, and so um I came on as a, as a senior artist, you know, there were, there were only a few of us artists there and I had walked into it and there were already, I think, um, a couple guys that had left. And then, um, at the time, I think a couple environment guys, there was a prop guy. Um, a lot of the guys ended up going from there to like blizzard and stuff. So, um, there was, there was never a lack of quality at that company. That's for sure. Mm. And, um, so I was at an exile for a little while and then, um, unfortunately some things didn't work out there and, um, I was there for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half to two years or something like that. And, um, so I was also, um, teaching, I got, a, you know, I was wanting to, to, to pursue that still down here now. And, um, I ended up after that finding a gig, um, at another little small company, digital funk machine, um, who was in Irvine and started working there as an artist and there was only um i think three of us as artists there and that would that was a a really awesome experience again to be there at that company and um so yeah so i just kind of did that for a little bit and then 
um, as I was there, we were doing VR stuff as well. We did kind of a little like um, VR experience thing with like um, zombie pets type of thing. It was really cool, really cool concept, really cool the way that we were able to pull it off. It was um, doing it for uh, um, digital domain and they saw it. And so they were kind of interested. They were kind of throwing projects here and there, um, but it was contract work. And so everybody was there. It was really cool. I really, really liked everybody there. But then my buddy called me and said, hey, um, are you still looking for work? Because I'm looking to hire people over here at Blind Squirrel. Um, we're looking to ramp up. Um, the only thing is, is as soon as you get hired, you have to, you know, you got to go up to the Bay Area at 2K Games and work on site for initially a few weeks. And so I was like, all right, well, let me see, you know, it right, sounds good because it was full time. So I was like, okay. So I talked to my current company, told them they didn't want to lose me, but they understood. So I ended up going over to Blind Squirrel, um, started doing that, worked on um, Mafia 3 when I was over there and um, worked on a couple other projects um, here and there, kind of led me into some of the other stuff that I'm currently doing. But um so then there were layoffs there and unfortunately left there, um, which once again was a, still is a great company. They just unfortunately art-wise weren't doing what the things that they were doing previously. So <clears throat> left there and kind of once again, I'm in a position of like, you know, because when I was a digital funk machine to back up, my buddy was working there. He was teaching at LCAD. So he knew that I had taught before. So he was like, hey, uh, would you be interested in teaching? And well, I was like, of course. So I ended up getting the job there. I worked at LCAD for a little while um, and then um, got the this position that I'm currently at now where um, I'm kind of a – I'm a contractor, but I'm on loan from Sony San Diego on loan to – initially I was they, – they, they called me up and was like, hey um, – you know, we got this position, blah, 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 blah. Would you be interested? And here's what it is. And it's for Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So, so I was kind of like, okay. And I'm like, oh, wait, crap. They're in LA. And they're like, yeah. And, and I'm like, well, would it be working remotely? And they said, no, you'd have to be on site. So I was like, oh, crap. But it's Naughty Dog. So you can only, oh, crap for so long. Yeah. And um, so I was like, okay, yeah, you know, tell them I'm interested. So, um, very, you know, really interesting that they were asking for, for this and that, but the person that was, you know, were kind of like trying to like push me. I don't know. It was weird because like I said, I've never done what I'm currently doing now. I'm like a, a contractor to a subcontractor type of situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, so Sony San Diego, I'm working through them, but they're putting me on loan to go to naughty dog. And so I'm not fully a naughty dog employee per se, but I was, I, I was working on site and working with everybody there. And so we were doing some uh, multiplayer map stuff for them for, um, for uncharted four and um, doing that. And then the, we were supposed to do more long-term stuff with them, but they were switching gears to do stuff for E3. So it got pushed back. So wow. they were like, unfortunately, these things that we were going to do need to be put on hold. So um, to kind of like keep me working, um, Sony San Diego was like, OK, well, we don't want to lose you because I had potential opportunities to go to other companies. Mm -hmm. um, 
and they were like, well, we don't want to lose you. So we'll, we'll find you work. Don't worry. Because I had oh, nice. my, my last date that I was going to be working. So, um, they ended up finding, um, work at, at Sony Santa Monica working on God of War four to yeah. be a lighter. So, um, I had, I had lit, you know, I'd lit things previously done this and that, but at Naughty Dog and Sony, they have, um, just lighters. That's, that's all they do is just light. Yeah. And I've never been just a lighter. Um, but I've done plenty of lighting and stuff. So, you know, obviously that, that skill set, I think most environment artists possess mm -hmm. the ability to usually we light our own levels anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, they, they sent my stuff over to Sony Santa Monica. And so they interviewed me and, um, said, okay, well, um, bring this guy on. So, um, I was like, okay, cool. So then I left Naughty Dog and then there was kind of like a downtime for a week, but then Sony San Diego brought me into there to work on the new Kojima project. So I worked on that for about a week. I, I did a quick little prop in ZBrush and, and, and did all that for, for them, uh, which was really cool because in this past year, I've, you know, I'm, I'm able to put on my re resume. I worked and did something for the Kojima project. Um, worked at naughty dog and did stuff for drake's fortune uncharted and now i'm lighting for god of war 4. yeah so that kind of boom way to rack up some big titles and, and and that's what you know like i'm i'm commuting that's what i'm saying it's kind of full circle in the commute thing where when i left sony san diego um i was always working in orange county besides when i moved up to the bay area um i was always like i will never make that drive again i will yeah. never and i will never drive to la mm -hmm. I know. So I've got a question that all the fans want to know right now is which E3 booth are you going to be representing this year? <laughs> so it's, it's going to be Sony Santa Monica. All right. So that's, that's where, that's where I'm currently contracted through um, and currently working there. Um, like I said, just doing all lighting stuff for God of War four. There's, there's a team of, of four of us that are there. Um, a bunch of environment artists um there, there's a couple of them that are lighting some of their their stuff but um there's four of us that are just dedicated to to lighting and <clears throat> it's crazy too because it's one of those things where you know i never thought i'd be working at naughty dog i remember i took an art test for naughty dog back in 2008 when i graduated mm -hmm. and um didn't get the job so uh, you know i was kind of like oh well that sucks you know because i really wanted to be there and this and that never thinking that like I would even be there, you know, I just thought that the talent that's there, the, the things that they're doing, you know, I just never thought that that was something that I would ever be able to do because I think, I think from talking with a lot of artists and I, I assume you guys could probably relate very well is that with me personally, um, I'm extremely like insecure with my artistic ability and the stuff that I do artistically. Like I never think that it looks good. I never think that it's good enough. Um, I'm always just like, eh, I guess kind of here it is, you know, kind of type thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so to think that like I would end up at Naughty Dog or Sony Santa Monica working on God of War 4 was just like, yeah. you know, not even really fathomable to me. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I honestly thought that Naughty Dog only hired technical artists anyway, because I swear all their levels are like, look at this amazing tech that we used to make this level. But anyway, uh, Damien, I actually have to jump in because my little birdie on my shoulder says we've been podcasting for an hour. So what that means is you have passed the test. You've been able to keep everyone's attention for an hour. And we talked about your career and how you've made every single step to get to where you are. But the most important question, my friend, is this one. What is it that you're very excited about that you wish to share or raise awareness for or draw attention to out in the game industry that you would love to tell our podcast audience about right now? Um, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good Snuck question. up on you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of, I don't really have anything to push or anything like that other than... Um, Hopefully people are, are as excited as I am about God of War 4. Yeah. See the things that are going on over there. You know, like I said, I, wa- I walk into that, that place every morning and I just look at the talent that's in there with the people. So I just hope people get, are as excited to, to get that game when it comes out um, as I am working on it. You know, because like I said, I could see the quality that's going into it. And so um, <clears throat> other than that, like... I don't know. There's really, there's really not much, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful to, to continue to be working in this industry. I'm thankful that, um, you know, I can, I can speak with, with guys like you that I've Mm -hmm. seen come out of school and, you know, carry that, that banner and that flag of, you know, AI successes, you know, because as we know, there's, there's not very many of them, unfortunately, from, from us graduating, you know, um, I think a lot of people kind of, didn't dedicate themselves like they probably should have, you know, um, and to see people like you two, especially Brandon and Larry that, that continue to, to be working and doing awesome things. You know, I'm just, I'm excited to be talking to you guys, you know, hopefully this podcast for you guys continues to be a success. And, you know, I just, I want to see my friends succeed. Hey, we want to see you succeed, man, or continue to succeed. That's probably the best way to say it now. Yeah. I appreciate it. Definitely. You've been in and out of the trenches a few times, <laughs> and it's nice to yeah. see that. Yeah, everything that you have is definitely earned and uh, rightful. I mean, you've worked hard, yeah. dude. Thank so you. It's awesome to Thank see, you. And I, and see that as a fellow colleague. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing well, you guys succeed too. So, but my last thing, sorry, I don't mean to. I know it's been long, but um, I just want to make sure that everybody listening to this continue doing what you're going to do because you just never know where you're going to end up because you might think that what you're doing is crap, but as long as you're continuing to do what you're doing, you will succeed one way or the other. So just keep pursuing it. And that's what I tell my students all the time too. And don't burn bridges. Mm. And always say yes to porn, no matter what, (laughs) (laughs) no matter if it works out or not. (laughs) Say yes, yes, yes. There's always a screen name. (laughs) <laughs> or a, what do you call it, a moniker or whatever, you, a Dear John name. Yeah. But, gentlemen, yeah. I look to the left, I look to the right, not a task in sight. I'm Larry Charles, and I'm saying good night. This is Brandon Fan. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.